do you drive i've only just got yeah. a driving license actually <laughs> oh really yeah. yeah so i'd like to start with a little analogy that i've become quite fond of so with a car engine a turbocharger can be nice a turbocharger can make the car go faster but the turbocharger isn't actually necessary is it a turbocharger runs on fuel sorry an engine runs on fuel and imagine that you're an auto mechanic and you've only ever dealt with car engines that have turbochargers is it a problem if you think the turbocharger is necessary i think it is you know as an auto mechanic even if all the cars you ever touch all have turbochargers it's important for you to realize that the turbocharger is extra and that what actually makes the engine turn is the fuel. And I want to take this up, this analogy and move it to the world of, of teaching, because in these uh, videos, the videos I've made, uh, I'm trying to give people a taste of what ALG is like, automatic language growth. But the pain factor, but the hard reality is that ALG is not going to fly in a school context anywhere in the next 20 years because everybody wants results now everybody wants to be able to speak now so given that things like tprs are a good idea because you that it's not just comprehensible input it's also transparent input mm -hmm. so you you tell the students what each of the words mean and then you give them the input and it goes faster however something i've observed which may or may not be completely accurate is that what happens is a lot of tprs teachers have only ever dealt with transparent input and so they're a little bit like the auto mechanic who thinks that you have to have the turbocharger for the engine to work at all so what i'm bringing to the table here i'm not saying don't do tprs what i am saying though is you need to see what happens when you take away the turbocharger the engine still runs because the engine runs on the fuel and the fuel is comprehensible input the construct not comprehensible input the method so comprehensible the construct is you understand what's going on you can follow what's going on and your subconscious will automatically make the four meaning connections but you know i can talk about this all day the point is demonstrating it so what i've done is 30 stories i put them on youtube they're 20 minutes each on average so that's a total of 10 hours but they're in a tiny, tiny constructed language called Tokipona. So even after only 10 hours, you can experience how your brain is putting things together. Um, however, let's say you don't have 10 hours to spare. Well, let's talk to somebody who has watched all 10 videos and see what happens. So that's what I'm doing today with Kate. Welcome, Kate. Hello. Thanks for joining me. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah. So um, before... We have a little chat in Tokipona. I'd like to just uh, get to know you a bit as respects languages. What's the background of languages, would you say? Mm -hmm. um, well, I, I, um, I teach Japanese to foreign students um, in, in Japan. That's what I do uh, for a profession. And um, so I've uh, spoken Japanese, um, I don't know, since like the late 1990s. Um, so it's it's been a while, and I've lived in Japan for probably about 20 years. Um, and Japan, uh, Japanese was my my second language. Um, after Japanese, then I learned some Japanese sign language um, because my wife um, does 
sign language interpreting. Um, and as we have we have some deaf friends, um, and so I, I uh, learned some of uh, some of that, which has gotten quite rusty because I, I I haven't used it. Like it's more receptive now because I just you know I, I just uh, listen to or watch what what my friends uh, do when they're talking to my wife. Um, uh, I speak Spanish, which I learned here in Japan through comprehensible input, basically listening to um, to podcasts and stories and things like that. Um, I did study some uh, study or uh, acquaint myself with verbs uh, in in Spanish. I mean, I didn't I didn't you know try to memorize them. It was just more like trying to figure out what on earth was going on. Because it's you know it's it's a mess um, in Spanish the verb conjugation. Um, after Spanish, I did Mandarin Chinese also um, through comprehensible input. Um, and with Mandarin Chinese, I started using uh, Steve Kaufman's um, program Link, uh, and also podcasts again. And I have a lot of students that are Chinese, and so I did some kind of um, crosstalk mm -hmm. uh, exchanges. Um, where I, I would speak in English uh, to them because they wanted to learn English and they would, you know, speak in Chinese to me. Um, not not so much of that. I, I because just because I don't have time and it's much easier uh, flexibility-wise for me to listen to a podcast uh, than trying to schedule something with uh, with a student. But I I have done some of those uh, things. And then um, now right now um, the language that I'm working on is Hungarian. Um, because I have uh, ancestors from Hungary, and I want to be able to research, um, you know, genealogical uh, records uh, for them. And so I've been working on Hungarian since August of, of last year. August is when I start uh, a new language, kind of. That's like my, my new language starting time. So, um, yeah, uh, Kato Lom was a Hungarian, wasn't she? Yes, yes. Uh -huh. yeah. 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 I found a... Um, an interview with her that's subtitled in English but in Hungarian. Mm -hmm. It's like Hungarian. It's, it's a really the black and white language. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't understand much of. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> I was like, I wonder, you know, how much. Yes. Yeah. No, that, that's 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 um, that's a really interesting story. So you have a lot of experience of the process of learning languages. You would say. Yeah, yeah, um, and my my viewpoint has changed um radically uh especially since i learned spanish through comprehensible input right. and that was kind of like um an eye opening really eye opening thing for me because uh before that um i don't i don't know you know how how um much you know about uh kind of like constructivist mm. uh ideas but i i um I was really Vygotskian, um, and so I, I thought that um, basically, you know, that you have to to uh, learn a language through social interaction. Okay. And okay. you know, that's that's like the way that that languages are learned, and you know, this this idea of like comprehensible input is um, ill ill founded or or kind of old fashioned or something like that. But uh, yeah, I. I found out from my own experience yeah. uh, that, that it's certainly not uh, ill-founded. <laughs> okay, because um, this is interesting 
Because what I've always found, and of course, Crashing will also frame it like this, as a dichotomy between skill building and um, input-based mm-hmm. comprehension. Um, but yeah. this communic—this is like the communicative approach, maybe, that I've mm-hmm. seen referenced in places. I haven't really come into much contact with it. Uh, so it's mm-hmm. interesting that you have uh, you have some extensive knowledge of that. Uh, so if you think of, if I, pardon my ignorance, but I would imagine that that kind of a thing um, views language as wholly an interaction mm-hmm. and would therefore encourage interaction from the beginning as yeah. participation in a back and forth communicative you know, activity in, in society, mm-hmm. social activity. And this yeah. idea of sitting back and letting something wash over you as a one directional thing is, mm-hmm. is anathema to that. It, it, do I have it more or less right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Um, exactly. And so I, the, the first thing that I realized when I, when I started learning Spanish or when I started acquiring Spanish is that um, that idea of like having to do, do it through interaction and preferably even like, you know, if you go to the country, it's, it seems like you almost would have to go to the, the country really to acquire the, mm. the language through interaction because, or, or to have friends or, you know, to, to have, uh, you know, uh, a wife or somebody like that. Um, I, I really started to realize how limiting that is. Um, because it's like, you know, how many people can do that? Yeah. But if, you know, if, if it's something that we can get through, um, comprehension, comprehensible input then it's like you know with the technology today it's possible for you know almost basically everybody that that has access to the internet so yes 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 and it's it if yeah like you say it's an inspiring idea but the sheer volume of content that's required means Mm -hmm. that the market also needs to be ready for that right it's Mm -hmm. it's a big undertaking to provide all of the content that's needed i think uh, so if yeah. the market isn't convinced that this is the way, then it's kind of a catch-22, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, certainly. And it depends on the language, too, because, you know, some languages have a lot more content available than, than okay. others. Yeah. yeah. So um, why did you uh, decide to go ahead with this challenge then, with, with the 30-day uh-huh. principal input challenge? Well, it's almost a whim, really. I, like, I... Um, I saw your uh, your blurb on this. I think it's the Story Listening Facebook yes. page or something. Um, and uh, I, I listened to what you said, you know, about this this little language of 120 words, and uh, you know, the idea of watching 30 videos and seeing, you know, where that takes you. Just really, I, I, you know, I thought, well, if there are 30 30 videos of 20 minutes, you know, I, I probably could do that during spring break mm-hmm. before uh, classes start. And then, you know, I got this kind of idea that, well, maybe I can use that in the class in second language acquisition that I'm going to be teaching to graduate students oh. <laughs> uh, um, in, uh, in starting from the middle of April okay. and have them because, because you know, um, planning the class and, and wanting them to learn about um, comprehensible input and using using that because, um, you know, so much right now is, um, like, you know, this idea of communicative, the, the communicative approach. And although there's, you know, there's the idea that comprehensible input is important, um, a lot of the students that I 
deal with have kind of a, a warped idea or a kind of a it's it's like you know it's good if you have that but they don't really even know what it is mm. and don't really know you know what uh it's it's like a spice or you right. know a seasoning like you know and i really wanted them to experience what it is like to acquire a language through comprehensible input like i had with spanish or with with chinese and but you know having them learn a, a full-on full-blown language you know isn't going to work so when when i heard that it just kind of you know clicked when i heard your your uh, blurb and i thought that would that would be really uh, kind of a cool way to do it so nice. and i thought you know i need i need to probably get a little bit of a handle on the language myself first uh you know so that i can judge you know how well <laughs> yeah. how well they do with it so okay so we'll, we'll get this interview out the way and then you can go and study it <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i definitely i've got uh got some things that i want to to uh check out yeah uh, of course yeah all right mm -hmm. so rewatch all of the videos yeah yeah I mean, not getting yourself out. I mean, thank you very much for holding off on on researching the language before we finish the experiment, though. So thank you very much for that patience. Yeah. Yeah. So just um just to establish, you know, deviation from baseline, just for the mm -hmm. purposes of science. Um, mm -hmm. did you know any Tokyopana before you started watching the videos? No, not not even a single word. Yeah. Okay. While yeah. you watched the videos in this period. Mm -hmm. From when you started watching the videos until this interview have you studied any tokyopana have you looked up any words have you i don't know have, have you done any of that kind of analysis um no i the everything um intentionally um comes comes from the videos um i did look up a little bit about like the the backstory because just because i was curious like you know where sure. this language came from you know what what the what the deal is with it and i still there are still a lot of fuzzy Things. I'm still not really sure. You know, I, I have learned some names and some some dates and things like that. And you talked about it also. You know, in the 30th uh, episode. Yes, um, it's true. So yeah, um, okay. But that's that's the extent of, of what I know. But that's no, that's not linguistic knowledge at all, though. No, no. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And um, did you watch one video a day for 30 days, or were there gaps? Did you watch more than one at a time? You know, how 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 did you watch the videos? Uh huh. Um, I only ever watched one video a day, but I wasn't able to do it like with an unbroken chain. Right. Um, typically, um, I would watch like during weekdays and sometimes on Saturday if I if I got the the time. But um, there were sometimes that I uh, the, that the weekend was uh, without. Okay. Um, but but basically, you know, Monday through Friday, pretty pretty um, steadily. So yeah. would you say the period has been like a month and a half, roughly? Two months? Probably something like that. Yeah, a month and a half. Okay, like all right. Mm -hmm. Okay, because that's also interesting. It, 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 so it might be interesting to see if watching one video every two days works better. Mm -hmm. You know, that might be interesting, right? So anyway, it's, it's interesting to, to hear that you it's been spaced a little bit more. We'll see what, mm -hmm. see what happens. So there we go. <laughs> Drum roll. Here it comes. Oh, Toki. Pona, pona, mi pona. Sina pona? Mi pona, mi pona. Pona tawasa. Pona, pona. Sina, sina yo, 
סואלי קלאמה. אהההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההה
Mm. That was very good. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you yeah. just talk about? Um, about pets. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I asked you if you had a dog. Yeah. And I said that I have a dog and you asked me how long I've had a dog and I kind of misunderstood, I think, and told you that we've had our dog for 15 years, but I was trying to say that we've, we have had dogs for about 15 years, but it wasn't, you know, they have died. It wasn't a misunderstanding really, because uh -huh. what you said could have gone either way, which is why I asked to, asked to clarify. So it wasn't okay. that it was a misunderstanding, it was just that what you said could have meant either thing. So we continued talking okay. and narrowed it down. Yeah. Okay, yeah. 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 And then, yeah, and then we talked about birds. Yes. And I said that I had a, a, a talking parrot that couldn't talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then I, I was saying that um, one day I would like, I can't now, but one day I would like to have a parrot but a specific mm -hmm. kind of parrot. Did you did you maybe catch what kind of mm -hmm. parrot I was talking about? What would you guess? A white white parrot that yes. is, is uh, crazy and yeah. breaks everything. Are yeah. you talking? Is it like a uh, um, what do they call them? A not a cockatiel. Yeah. A, no, not yeah, not that cockatoo. Cockatoo. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. From Australia. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's very good. <laughs> That's very good. So um, I want to ask you something, um, mm -hmm. just a couple of questions, just what you think. So I guess it's two questions in one. The first question mm -hmm. is, do you think it helped that it was spaced a bit more? Mm -hmm. You had watched one video a day for 30 days and then bang interview. Would it have been this good mm -hmm. or is it going to be better because you had a bit more time for it to ferment? That's one question. Mm -hmm. The other question is, this interaction went very well. As an experienced language learner, do you think that might have contributed? Um, I would answer probably yes to both okay. questions. Um, yeah, I kind of felt like um, sometimes when I had a little bit of space in between the videos that um, things like my brain was kind of working things out. And so it had kind of a chance to like by the next video, it had kind of worked some things out and so I was ready to go and if I hadn't have done that maybe it would be like um, my brain would start to get behind mm. or, or kind of lag like you know um, I hadn't really thought about that but um, as as I was going along it, it started at first it was like it, it was just like a sea of words and I couldn't understand really really anything but as things started to go along um, I, I really started to feel like um, like I was starting to catch on mm -hmm. um, and that kind of sometimes when I had a little bit of a, a break, a breather in there, not too long, but that that, um, that, that helped to kind of um, give me time to sort things out, I guess. Yeah. Great. And then for your second question about um, experience uh, learning languages and if, if that helped, I think um, in a lot of ways it, it helps. Um, with things like pronunciation and things like being able to like, like I, I couldn't explain to you like how the grammar of Tokipona works or like what, you know, uh, uh, maybe I could a little bit, yes. but it's like there, there are parts that are analogous, I think, or that I, that were recognizable to me from other languages. Yes. Um, it works in Japanese or 
that's how it works in you know um, in in Spanish or whatever whatever it is or in English you know even yes. but to to see recognizable parts um, makes it immediately like familiar and so then it's not it's you know seems like it uh, like the puzzle the puzzle piece yes uh, is easier to fit in I guess yeah yes I I, I think that makes sense so mm -hmm. um. Of course, I, you already had experienced um, learning a language through comprehensible input before. So, mm -hmm. you know, but, you know, it's an open question. Has, has your perspective changed at all after doing this challenge or has it just mm -hmm. done things for you? Um, it's changed a little bit, I think, and it has confirmed uh, for me also. Um, the part that has changed uh, is that like when I was doing um, Spanish or Chinese uh, through comprehensible input, um, I was still using like, like obviously, especially with Chinese with link, you know, if I didn't understand a word, I would look it up um, so that I could understand it. And then it was like, you know, that would allow me to work through um, content that was actually, you know, much, much too difficult for me. But because of that, it was like kind of a, a help that would let me work through that. And this has been the first time that I really just relied 100% solely on, on the input and tried to understand what was going on just from watching your, your drawings and, and, you know, trying to figure out what was going on. Yes. Um, and so that uh, has kind of changed my perspective as to the power of um, comprehensible input and a little bit about what, um, like, you know, you talked about transparent input mm -hmm. yeah. and comprehensible input. And I think that um, before I was using more uh, along the lines of transparent yeah. input, like, you know, I was, I was making it transparent for my, myself by looking up the words and stuff. And this is the first time that I've really experienced and seen that it's possible to acquire a language with just letting your brain work, work things out and understanding just, you know, maybe a certain percentage, like 70% of what's going on, but there's still a lot of fuzzy um, you know, things going on. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm not telling anybody to not use transparent input and I'm not claiming that transparent input doesn't work or that, you know, it's inferior per se to mm -hmm. complexable input. But, you know, I, I have a little bit of experience of language teaching and it just occurs to me that if you have it in your head that it must be transparent, otherwise nothing will work, mm -hmm. then it could make you become more anxious than you need to be about you know explaining things so as um, as mm -hmm. i understand it with tprs you're trying to explain what all the words mean but if you see that as more of a kind of turbocharger as it were mm -hmm. well we, okay we'll, we'll try that you know if, if the students can kind of remember most of what you told them before the actual input that's actually going to be mm -hmm. enough if they can follow along with what's going on during the input, that's where the real magic happens. If you have that in your head, I think it could make you, it could help you as a teacher, especially when some students aren't so good at like memorizing things. And, and yes. like, well, you told them last week, they forgot it by this week. So it doesn't matter mm -hmm. because at that time they remembered what it meant during the input. So it's fine, no problem. I mean, would you agree with that perspective? I mean, I, I'm, I'm an outsider here in the teachers and teaching world. So mm -hmm. I don't want to jump to conclusions, but that's the idea I'm getting. I mean, would you would you corroborate or or have anything mm -hmm. correct with that? <laughs> no, I I would definitely agree with that, and I think that um, a lot of times we try too hard 
mm. um, as, as teachers. Like um, if, if we look at child language acquisition, um, most parents are not trying to get their children to acquire mm. a language. And the thing about it is that it's, it's going to be repeated in the input. You know, the important structures and words and things are going to turn up again and again and again in all sorts of different contexts. And it's not going to, like, nobody's going to acquire it in just one shot. Right. You know, it's got to, it's got to turn up again and again, and they'll acquire little bits and pieces of it um, as we go along. So the whole educational um, outfit is, is set up completely wrong for learning languages because you can't grade that. You yeah. can't test that. Um, you know, and, and it's, it's going to be nonlinear, right? The, you know, they're going to go up and then they're going, it's going to seem like they, you know, are what, like, why, why are they doing poorly? But really they're not doing poorly. It's just like maybe their, their brain is, you know, working things out. Sure. Um, sure. You know, so it's, and, yeah, we just, I think we try too hard. Yeah. And just let, and, and like, um, you know, Beniko Sensei, Beniko Mason, um, you know, uh, is is kind of of the of the stance that uh, you don't have to try to to target things. You don't have to try to um, you know to to teach. If you just tell the interesting stories, um, it's going to happen. It's in the input. Yeah. You know. Yeah. This is part of why I'm doing this. I also did an appendix video. I don't know if you've seen it about um, you know inductive deductive. Mm -hmm. you know, why this is even on a theoretical basis uh, not going to work with just deductive knowledge um, but also I, I, my hope is that uh, it might be useful for the story listening people as well because mm -hmm. with with a demonstration in hand it's like no you do it does work the brain does work it out the brain is gathering data you know you can't spot a pattern until you've gathered a number of items to spot the pattern. So mm -hmm. giving input, they haven't spotted the pattern yet, doesn't mean nothing's happened. They're gathering examples. Right. Once they've got enough mm -hmm. examples, they'll get the pattern in a flash. But mm -hmm. in, until that moment, it looks like you haven't got anything. And uh, But mm -hmm. I, I really feel that this demonstration, in the right hands, in the right way, and, you know, with, 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 if presented with humility, <laughs> <laughs> has a chance mm -hmm. of helping to change minds there. Mm -hmm. I yeah, I, I hope so. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. yeah. So um, just to finish off, um, would you have any constructive criticism or feedback about the course? If anybody is uh, um, similar in the future, what should they uh -huh. want for that might, they could do better than what I did? Uh, I, I think you did really good. It was... Um, so I guess the, the one thing, um, if, if there's anything at all, um, is uh, it was a little bit surprising uh, to me after having gone through the 20 uh, episodes of, of fables and things like that. Um, and then all of a sudden we have, you know, like these kind of historical, like real world yeah. uh, um, accounts. Um, and I, I enjoyed those, but it was a little bit, um, a little bit jarring. Okay. I guess. And so it might have been nice to have a transition of maybe like five episodes or something where it kind of fades into that a little bit, a little bit more. Right. Um, I don't know how much of a problem uh, because I felt like the, the fables, like the, the language that I had gathered from the fables had prepared me pretty well to understand the, the contents. 
of that, but it still was a little bit, um, a little bit of a shock. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. Fair so, um, the thing that one comment I was getting was that, um, of course, when I, when I posted about this and there were some CI teachers watching them, some of them were saying, well, you know, I can't understand anything after the first 14, 15 seconds. And I think what mm. they meant was they weren't able to work out the four meaning connections. So mm. understanding, they mean knowing what each word is doing. Right. And, and, mm. they, were, and they, were to, they were put off by that. Some watched the first video and found it hard going, um, mm -hmm. which I, I concede. Uh, mm -hmm. If I could do it all over again, I think I might do like shorter, more visual stories. Mm -hmm. uh, I think I mentioned it in another episode um, whereby you could have very simple everyday stories like making breakfast or something. Yeah, as long as there's a kind of story and there's a problem and the solution to the problem, then you have yourself a story and it's compelling enough. And if it's something very visual, like, you know, mm -hmm. somebody's trying to catch the bus or something, it's a bus and there's a person running after the bus and you, 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 you're, it's something visual. It's about something visual. So I might have mm -hmm. started with those to begin with just to get people into the groove of following along with the story and just allowing the, the, uh, the, the words to be noise and not being worried about that. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, if, if people can kind of push through the first few <laughs> and, and get that tolerance of ambiguity a bit, uh, right. yeah. I think it can be, I think it, it can work, but yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Yeah, I didn't understand like the first, I don't know, probably the first uh, four or five um, episodes, like, um, you know, I didn't understand a whole lot, but I, I knew that, you know, if, if I kept going, that things would be repeated over and over again, like the, you know, the important um, things and knowing also that there are only 120 words, yes. um, which is something that you wouldn't have in a, in a living language, you wouldn't have that kind of um, confidence. Like I, I was thinking, you know, there's 120 words, I'm sure um, I'm going to be in contact with all of them by the end of the 30 episodes. And so that kind of gave me um, uh, a reason to just kind of to chill out. Yeah, and you yeah. know just just let it go but i'll tell you the thing that really clicked for me yeah when when i really felt like um this this is is really um something worth worth uh while or something that is effective is when you started uh having the morals to the fables okay. and it was like that made it so compelling okay to me to listen like i was listening to the story and i'm like i wonder you know some of some of obviously like the rabbit and the hare like everybody knows that story but some of the stories it's like you know what what is he going to say at the end of this story like what you know what's the moral going to be and that made it so compelling mm. and so rewarding to be able to understand the story and then be able to see how the moral and the story fit together i was like wow that's compelling yeah. input you know exactly like what Krashen talks about so yeah i think, and that I, really I, I think that's um I suppose that's the pin because comprehensible on which level? So, mm -hmm. you know, we, we learn language, well, we acquire language when we understand messages. Okay, yes, but mm -hmm. there's messages on, a, on, on an utterance level. So mm -hmm. I, the, here, here, is, here is the hare and here is the tortoise and, and here's what's going on in the story. But there's the message, right? Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> so um i had a couple of comments on youtube saying oh no, 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 this guy's teaching me a life lesson <laughs> i'm not sure how to think about that <laughs> and and the, what i was saying was you know take it or leave it you know i'm i'm not here to be preachy um but there has to be a point so what, what is the point i'm trying to get across when there is that then as you say it's compelling but also it's kind of confirmation of comprehension because if you feel like you have a handle on the the the, the moral of the story and how it relates to the story then that is what gives you the confidence that you have comprehended it enough mm -hmm. yeah that's exactly how i felt when right. i you know when when those things came together i was like oh i understood i actually understood what he was yes. saying and that was the first time that i really really realized that i understood basically the whole story yeah right yeah and i think that that um it's it's a confirmation so regardless of whether or not you agree with the moral that's that, 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 that's that's beside the point the point is that we just right. engage in a communicative act i've i've mm -hmm. communicated an idea to you using mm -hmm. a story and you've got the idea and that's the comprehension has been achieved so i i yeah that's that's right i'm i'm, I'm happy to hear that from you yeah that's good all right okay well <laughs> all told i think i think it's it's um it's been good so yeah thank you very very much uh, You're certainly welcome. Thank you for the, the uh, wonderful resource. Well, I hope it serves you well. And uh, yeah, keep keep us posted <laughs> as, as to where it goes. So uh, just to wrap up, um, if you want to go and find these um, preachy moralizing videos for yourself, <laughs> <laughs> then go over to YouTube and search for the abbreviation OPETP, which is the abbreviation for Opiline Tokipona and you'll find the videos and then of course there's this 30-day comprehensible input challenge if you want to take it yourself and come on the show you're more than welcome uh just go to bit slash l no sorry bit.ly slash 30dcic and and you're good to go so yeah thanks very much Thank <laughs> To telecoman, Jan Telecoman. Ah, mi 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 mi